It's time to eat. What are you hungry for? Sit down and get ready to consume an abundance of fantasy football knowledge from Ross Tucker and Joe Dolan. Feed me now. I'm starving. On the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast. Yeah, let's eat, baby. It is the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast presented, of course, by DraftKings, the go-to place to play DFS or Little Rainmakers. Courtesy of Matt Kalish on yesterday's Ross Tucker football podcast. Love it. I am Ross Tucker. Makes sense, right? At Ross Tucker NFL on social media. We are at Ross Tucker pod. This is the show that's so nice. We do it twice. We break it up because we try to keep them bite-sized. All of our podcasts are like 30-minute bite-sized. This one actually ended up being less than 30 minutes because there's not as many Sunday late afternoon, Sunday night, Monday night games. Joe breaks them down. I love Joe's notes. Great notes on your fab budget, Hawkinson, Justin Fields, among others, on episode one, which I know a lot of you checked out. Like, I check out Joe on Twitter. I only follow, like, 80 people. Joe's one of them, at FG underscore Dolan. Fantasy points is where everything's happening and where you get all the rest of the information that Joe has in his big brain using the code 22FEAST. Joe, we will start with the Colts and the Raiders. Oh. I want to hear your breakdown oh. of the Jeff Saturday-led Colts oh. with Parks Frazier calling the plays. Tell me, I know you did the research on Parks Frazier as a play caller and his background. Give it to me, Joe. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Sam Ellinger is the quarterback. Nine sacks last week. The Colts averaged two yards per play. It's a disaster. I I have no idea what to say about this, Ross. I really don't. With no information on Jonathan Taylor as we record this podcast, Deion Jackson got dinged up. Could be a Zach Moss game. I will point out one thing about the Colts. One thing. The Raiders have given up the most fantasy points per game above average to slot receivers this season. Maybe that's a Paris Campbell note. Maybe you put him in a DFS lineup. I'm not playing him in season long. Uh, Ross, I have no idea what to expect. And I have one question for you, and I know you've talked about this on the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, but I just want to get it from you straight man-to-man. If your head coach was fired midseason, I don't know if you were ever on a team that fired a coach midseason, were you? No, but I wish they had. Oh, okay. <laughs> a couple, a couple times because – um. Mm-hmm. It's like a cloud hanging over the whole building. Yeah. It's like, if you know it's coming, not like on the hot seat, but like you know it's coming, you know it's happening. The team's not playing well. It's like a a cloud over everybody, and I think it like, it just lets you almost take a deep breath if it happens, because then it's no longer hanging over your head. But how would you have reacted if your coach was fired midway through the season, and then like... Somebody from out of the building was named the head coach. Probably would have thought it was a joke. And that's kind of where I'm leaning. So I, I I don't know what else to say. Ellinger has completely tanked this offense. Maybe the fresh set of eyes. I Until I see it, I'm not trusting it. Let's put it that way. I won't blame you. What about the Raiders they got Devontae Adams going in the first half and then that's it but he complained I bet you has a big game this week yeah I I, I 
would hope so. Stefan Gilmore will probably shadow him. Gilmore's been really good this year. Um, my question is, Hunter Renfro caught 100 passes last year, and I'll, I'll wear the L on that one. I loved Hunter Renfro this year. They're running him on deep routes. Like, why does it feel like this is hard? We look at teams every week like Miami and Minnesota and Cincinnati and Philadelphia. These teams throw the ball to their good players. Why has that been so hard for the Raiders this year? And I don't know if I know the answer. I don't think the offensive line has been very good. Um, maybe that's part of the problem. Darren Waller's been hurt. But you're having these – these every now and again, Devontae Adams has these blow-up games. And then outside of that, they don't throw the ball to anybody else. It, it's – got to get Mac Hollins going, I guess. I, I I just don't get it. And Renfro's droppable. I, I'm, I'm just ranting right now. I don't understand why it is so hard for some of these teams to throw the ball to their good players. And they don't do it. They get it. They get it to Adams. Like that's fine. But Renfro, I mean, these numbers that Hunter Renfro has had are just despicable. He's playing a normal snap share. He's running plenty of routes. He had three catches for twenty six yards last week. I mean, on four targets, he's caught four or fewer passes in five of six games this year. He did so in just five of seventeen games. Last year, he has no touchdowns in 2022 after scoring nine in 2021. There's just a disconnect between Renfro and the system the Raiders are running. And I thought it was a system that he was going to thrive in. Yeah, it's really disappointing. Really disappointing. Cowboys Packers is interesting. Just like it's interesting to me that some people, believe it or not, Joe, don't have NFL red zone. Listen, you can follow all the action in every game, see all the touchdowns on one screen every Sunday, thanks to NFL Red Zone, available on Sling Blue Plus Sports Extra. I think a lot of you know about NFL Red Zone. In fact, I'm pretty confident most of you do. Maybe you don't know about Sling. It's easy to set up, easy to use. Now you can try it for half off. Just visit sling.com slash DraftKings to sign up today. Picture yourself sitting at home or wherever watching every touchdown live every Sunday afternoon with NFL Red Zone on Sling. For a limited time, get Sling Blue and add on Sports Extra with NFL Red Zone for half off your first month. Regular 46, now only 23. You get the best deal on Red Zone. So you can catch all the touchdowns at the lowest price with Sling TV. Visit sling.com slash DraftKings to sign up today. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What do you got on Cowboys and Packers, Joe? Well, the Packers, I mean, let's just, let's just write the obituary now. You know, the one thing Aaron Rodgers has been good at, or I mean, he's been good at a lot of things, but one thing that he's really been known for is his like historically great avoidance of interceptions. 
So when you see Aaron Rodgers throw three interceptions in the same game, all of which were in the red zone and two of them in the end zone, you know he's pressing like crazy. It was Rodgers' first three interception game since 2017. It's more interceptions than he threw in total in the entire 2018 season. The last time he had more than seven interceptions was in 2015. That's what he has right now. So he's been an NFL starter for 15 seasons, and in eight of those seasons, he had fewer interceptions than he has now. And he's also never had a worse receiving core, a receiving core that's gotten worse following the Romeo Dobbs injury. Fortunately, Alan Lazard's back. Sammy Watkins looks like he's hauling a refrigerator on his back. Randall Cobb's not eligible to come back until, I believe, next week. Um, Dobbs, again, has the high ankle sprain, so he's almost certainly not going to play this week. Oh, and by the way, Aaron Jones is hurt. He's got an ankle injury. We've got to monitor his status. Adam Schefter said he doesn't think it's serious, but he's their best offensive player. And, I mean, the fact that they didn't get right against Detroit, what gives me reason to think they're going to get right against Dallas's pass rush? I don't think it's going to happen. I would tend to agree, Joe. Um, what about Dallas offensively? Is it Zeke time again? Yeah, well, here's the thing about the Tony Pollard thing. First and foremost, whenever Tony Pollard gets a bunch of touches, he does well, but he's only really gotten a bunch of touches in like two games that Zeke's missed in his career. It is very clear to me that the Cowboys believe that Tony Pollard um, – is is better in an explosive role rotationally. Yeah, I do think it's Zeke time, but I think both of these guys are RB2s. I think Dak is a, is a quarterback one. Remember, uh, Green Bay lost their best defensive player. Rashawn Gary's out for the season with a torn ACL. That's a massive loss for the Packers. He's their best pass rusher. I mean, things are setting up well for Dallas in this game. You've got to say it. Um, maybe Jair Alexander slows down CeeDee Lamb, um, but... Dalton Schultz with the week off, he's got an opportunity to rest that knee. Zeke had an opportunity to rest his knee. That bye came at a really good time for the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, it sure did. Let's get to Arizona and L.A. Yuck and yuck. I'm talking the L.A. Rams. L.A. averages fewer yards per play than any team in the league? Like, seriously? Like, what is going on? I mean, Matthew Stafford, this is just fundamentally broken. I mean, Matthew Stafford throws for 165, and 127 of them were Cooper Cup. Nobody else is doing anything in the passing game. They can't run the ball, although Daryl Henderson popped off a couple. Um, I mean, the Rams to me right now? Tyler Higby's a glorified offensive tackle. His role has completely evaporated. They know that offensive line stinks, so they've been keeping Higby in the block. There is one, the Rams are the defending Super Bowl champions, and there is one player who's even, like, semi-exciting for fantasy, and that's Cooper Cup. That's it. it I mean, uh, what else do I, do I have to say? I mean, uh, and by the way, Cooper Cup had his worst game of the year earlier against the, against the uh, Cardinals this year. I mean, I don't know what else to say, Ross. It's just a fundamentally broken offense. And I think it, you might get a little smirk here. I think the reason is the offensive line. They haven't been able to make up for the losses on the offensive line um, by not drafting them, by not developing them, whatever the be, that being the case. The offensive line has broken this offense, and there's probably more to it as well, but that's the key factor in my mind. As for the Cardinals offensively? Oh, God. Yeah, this is how it's going for Steve Kime. They traded two picks three weeks ago for Robbie Anderson. He has fewer receiving yards now than he had at the time of the trade. He has negative four receiving yards for the Cardinals. Um, the Cardinals right now, Kyler's running, which is good. 
So he's obviously a good fantasy quarterback. Zach Ertz and DeAndre Hopkins are catching passes and scoring. They're running a lot of bull crap, low volume, low yardage plays, but at least Hopkins and Ertz are catching passes. James Conner was back last week, um, but they can't run the ball anyway because their offensive line has so many injuries, and this is a brutal matchup against Aaron Donald and the Rams front. So I'm not excited about James Conner as anything more than a low-end RB2. I'm not excited about anything about either one of those teams right now. That's a brutal game. Two of the most disappointing teams in the league. Now, this next game is actually intriguing to me, and that's the Chargers and the Niners. Well, this is, uh, again, I'm not breaking any news to you here, Ross, but the Charger run defense has been abominable this year. I mean, we saw what happened against Atlanta. They're letting Cordero Patterson and Tyler Algier run all over them. What do you think Christian McCaffrey is going to do to him? He's not on the main DFS slate. That might be the biggest disappointment, but he's right back as the RB1. Um, the problem I have with San Francisco is it, I just think with McCaffrey there, at some point, you know, Debo, we don't know about Debo yet. The, uh, we record this on Wednesday morning, so there's no practice reports on Debo with the hamstring. But with McCaffrey there, you got Debo, you got Ayuki, you got Kittle. It feels like two of those guys are going to disappoint every week. Because I think Jimmy G's playing all right, but it feels like two of those guys are going to disappoint every week, and it's a matter of picking out which of those guys is going to disappoint every week, and that's really difficult. Now, if Debo doesn't play, Ayuk's a slam dunk start, and so is Kittle. I mean, you've got to start all these guys. It's kind of like with Philadelphia. you got to start all of them, but you understand that two of those guys are going to disappoint every week. Anything else about this game, Joe? Yeah, the Chargers, I mean – we don't know about Keenan Allen. I think uh, it doesn't look – the fact that he had a setback and he's on the wrong side of 30 – believe me, I'm on the wrong side of 32 um, – with the hamstring does not sound good. I thought Gerald Everett was a huge disappointment against Atlanta. I thought he was going to be somebody they leaned on. But the key here is if, if Allen and Mike Williams are out again, it does look like Josh Palmer, who wasn't fully healthy earlier in the year. He just had his first 100-yard game. He is fully healthy now, and he is somebody that Justin Herbert will lean on, unfortunately – this is not a great matchup uh, for them against, obviously, San Francisco's strong defense. So I would downgrade this entire offense. But I do want to throw one name out there who's probably not getting the props that maybe he deserves in national circles. The Chargers took a sixth-round rookie named Jamari Sawyer out of Georgia, who was kind of a tweener. Like I think probably most might have seen him as a guard. Uh, others might have seen him as like a backup tackle. Rashawn Slater went out for the year. And this sixth-round rookie, according to PFF, has not given up a sack. That's pretty badass. You can get that level of play from a sixth-round rookie offensive lineman. Give it up, Jamari Sawyer. He's got a tough matchup against Nick Bosa this week. But that is not a guy who has crushed their offense. Good on you. Let's throw some Let's throw some love at the young offensive lineman. Yeah. I, I give him a lot of props for that. I really do. I mean, um, look, they're helping him and all that stuff, but he's a sixth-round rookie who might not even be a natural tackle. He, yeah, he, well, Great. he can play. He played everything at Georgia, yes, which I love. Um, I also love calling games. I'll be doing the Air mm-hmm. Force game Saturday, and then Monday night I'll be in the booth, Joe, with Kevin Harlan. Pretty cool. <sighs> For commanders. I would love to meet Kevin Harlan. He's a legend to me. Uh, he is a legend. I just Can't hope there's wait. a streaker at the game. I know. I know. Hey, you know what else is a legend? Labatt Blue Light is, Joe. 
And anybody that drinks it, love when you guys take a picture of drinking Labatt Blue or Labatt Blue Light and tweet it to me at Ross Tucker NFL with the hashtag show me your beer because there's no better way to play fantasy football, to watch football, to watch your team on game day than with the Canadian goodness of an ice cold Labatt Blue Light in your hand. Stock up. Be the MVP of your tailgate. Share a Labatt on game day with your crew. Always enjoy responsibly, of course, beer. Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Joseph Dolan, Commanders, Eagles. What do we need to know? First and foremost, just like how much a joy the Eagles offense is to watch because I don't think it's complicated, but like they run they run the, these base concepts that they're so good at and they've scored two touchdowns in the last two games that I think are just so illustrate how good Nick Sirianni and Shane Steichen have been this year. First was the Zach Pascal touchdown two weeks ago against Pittsburgh, where Pascal, who's out there in the slot, he it, it looks like he's going to block on one of the Eagles' staple plays that they're so good at, the tight end screen to Dallas Goddard. He crashes down to block and then releases uh, on a rail route and is wide open, scores a long touchdown. Last week against the Texans, the Eagles, the Eagles run and love the split zone rushing concept, which Ross, as you well know, is outside zone action to one side by the offensive line with the tight end coming down to block the backside defensive end. They run that concept against Houston. They run it so well, except Dallas Goddard, instead of making the block, releases into the flat and has a walk-in touchdown. Awesome. It is so fun to watch their offense. And Goddard, by the way. They just is- throw the ball to their best players. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I love for fantasy. It's like, I wanted to talk about that because I don't know what else to say about them. The one guy who you probably have to make a lineup decision on every week is Devontae Smith because he has these blow-up games, and then he has these smaller games like he had against Houston. But they're playing Washington this week. He had eight catches for 169 yards and one touchdown against them back in week three. You sitting them this week? Because I'm not. Now, Devontae Smith did say on Instagram – uh, and I really appreciate this. After he caught two passes against the Texans, he's like, man, I don't care about your fantasy team. I don't need you to care about my fantasy team, uh, Devontae. I just need you to catch the ball when it's thrown to you, and I think it will be this week. Commanders? Oh, Taylor Heineke really struggled last week. Um, the one thing I will say, if there's a weakness on this Eagle defense, they don't have Jordan Davis right now. It's the run defense and the tackling. So I wonder, is that going to be good news for Brian Robinson or Antonio Gibson in this game? Um, Gibson scored against the Eagles last time out, but Robinson didn't play. Um, I I was very disappointed in Gibson's role in the passing game last week. J.D. McKissick has a neck injury, um, and Gibson only caught two passes. One of them was on the final play of the game when, you know, the commanders were running the uh, the tip drill to to try to make a miracle play. So that's what I'm looking at. The other thing to note here, A, number one, Jahan Dotson's injury. Here's the other thing to note. Uh, Terry McLaurin's matchup. So, in week three, 
Darius Slay aligned over top of McLaurin on 68% of his routes, allowing just three catches for 36 yards in his primary coverage on McLaurin. Last year, he shadowed McLaurin on over 75% of his routes in two games and allowed just three catches for 60 yards in two games. It's not a good matchup for Terry McLaurin. It never is a good matchup for wide receivers against this Eagles secondary. I think um, old hospital ball Heineke, HB Heineke, I call him, he might have a tough time against this Eagle pass rush. Don't you think they're going to try to run it? I do. Uh, the problem is Brian Robinson hasn't averaged more than 3.7 yards per carry in any game this year, and he's kind of their lead back, but I think that's where they'll go. I think they'll run it with with Robinson and Gibson and try to keep the pass rush off of Heineke, try to keep those receivers off of those great corners. Please follow this man on social media. I feel like he's earned it, at FG underscore Dolan. He's got good timely retweets as well, by the way, about relevant – fantasy stuff you can get the rest of his information he and his cohorts he's an owner at fantasypoints.com using the code 22 feast i'm at ross tucker nfl on social if you want to see what beer i'm drinking in colorado springs colorado tomorrow night or the food that air force serves i don't even remember what food kind of food air force has at any rate or monday night commanders eagles anyone anyone at Ross Tucker NFL, I mentioned that already. Please rate and review the show. It means a lot. Other than that, that was dessert. It was delicious. We're done. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Feast podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker football podcast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and the College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.